Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. (laughs) Yes, yes, y'all. From the day... Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. It's okay if the camera's crooked. The show, yeah, the show's a little crooked. Sometimes. My name is it's Greg okay. Tepper. I don't know how this happened. I think people. Do you think it's people who come in here? I think Adam probably comes in here. Is like I'm gonna I'm gonna troll Ashley and just kind of like slowly tilt the camera. I've got an <laughs> but, office. But the story thing about he should do, actually. the thing he should do is just do it like incrementally. So it's yeah. like then well, it's like wait a second. That's, yeah. Okay, I'll save my other story for another. <laughs> my name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing <laughs> editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook or listening to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor. Of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making it sound good. Not straightening the cameras, though. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No. It's the Duchess of the Dork. It's Ashley. No, that was the story last night. I was watching The Office, and it was the episode where uh, Jim starts going over like all the pranks that he's done on Dwight. And my favorite one is like he. They said. Dwight made a complaint that he hit himself in the face with his phone, and Jim goes, yep, that one took a while. Kept adding a nickel in every yeah. single day, and then one day I just took, took them all, all out, out, and he picked up the <laughs> phone, and, and that's how I feel about the cameras. Like, yeah, that one took a while, but it was worth it. That's what you got to do. Uh, and saying to my right, the Super Bowl to my superb owl, Tishman Johnson. <laughs> that's a dad joke. Yeah. Superb owl yep. is, is decidedly. Wasn't that a Colbert thing? I remember that's where I first okay, heard I'm it. I'm pretty sure it was Colbert because obviously they they can't legally say Super Bowl. Yeah, I think which is weird. <laughs> or like a bunch of brands can't say. Like so yeah, they you, always say the big game. So I think you can't. There, there's some sort of rule about that, about like law, like copyright law, where you can't like if you're making money. Like we could not say uh, like if Dave Campbell's Texas Football were having a sponsored coverage. Or yeah, something sponsored like that. coverage. Um, we couldn't say it's like, you know, we have to use like the big game yeah. or something like that. Or like, like going to Miami, whatever. An advertisement or yeah, something. Yeah, but like if you're covering it, like yeah. like we could just say we're talking about the Super Bowl, which we're right. going to today. Uh, anyway, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It is uh, Bob McSpadden, Stephen Cassie, Matthew McSpadden, and Tim Sparkin. Oh, it's a Welcome McSpadden in, heavy show. It is. Today is Thursday, January 30th, 2020. 301 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 894. 894, the number of fat bats for Don Slot in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Okay, on today's show, guys, this is our, I mentioned it in the pre-show. This is our last live show of the week because tomorrow we have a show on tape. It is our Friday Night Lights movie review. It's, movie, it's our football movie of the month. Uh, we reviewed Friday Night Lights. Uh, I think we had a good time. 
Yeah. Reviewing Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, fun. It was, it was, you know, not to spoil it, please tune in tomorrow for that show, but I would say that you and I both enjoyed the movie more than the TV show. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. So uh, we have some good things to say about it. We have some things that make me crazy, but uh, we'll get into that. That's tomorrow. Uh, but... Oh, quick quick out-of-state shout-out. Matt Steph is listening from lovely Jacksonville, Florida. Don't. Welcome in, Steph. Don't <laughs> encourage him. Um, but, so today, we're going to talk a little bit about realignment, specifically how it works. We put together our primer for how UIL realignment works. We're going to let you guys hear that. So if you've ever wondered how Texas high school football is actually organized, we'll try to explain it to you in about six minutes. Uh, and then, back half of the show... A very special edition of America's favorite segment, no, Free yeah, Money. This, he a found Super Bowl a way, edition. He found a way to bring this dumb thing back. A Super Bowl edition uh, of Free Money, uh, where we will talk about uh, the wagering on the Super Bowl. I almost just told you, like, oh, the computer's broken. The show's not happening today. Because the Super Bowl <laughs> is the biggest betting day of the year in America. That's probably true. Um, and maybe, I would need to check, but I would bet the world. Although, Euros love to bet on sports, mm-hmm. and I wonder if, like, the Champions League final. Yeah. You know what I mean? I bet that is also up there. But, in any case, we will run through what we think of the big game. The big game! Uh, on, uh, uh, coming up here at the back half of the show. TexasFootball.com slash realignment is where you can find complete coverage of the 2020 UIL realignment presented by our friends at James Hardy. Uh, we will have our show live Monday, 9.30 a.m. Monday, 9.30 a.m. Don't tune in at noon. If you tune in at <laughs> noon, you're going to miss it. Tune in at 9.30 a.m. wherever you're watching, either at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook. Uh, we will have our live realignment special uh, from uh, Birdville. Uh, where there will be a number of coaches uh, and chaos. Uh, Ish will be in San Marcos at the THSCA. We'll probably try to get a phoner from from Mm -hmm. Ish. Uh, So we will have complete coverage of the UIL Texas High School football realignment uh, coming up here on Monday, starting at 930. Uh, Steps, 10 things to watch are up. You've got the uh, giant edition of Tep and Step for insiders. Uh, All sorts of good stuff uh, for the coverage of the 2020 UIL realignment presented by our friends at James Hardy. It's at texasfootball.com slash realignment. But realignment is a big mystery to a lot of people. They don't really know. We, we say it over and over like, oh, realignment's coming, realignment's coming. But I also recognize that there's a lot of people who don't actually know what that means. Mm-hmm. There's like, oh, Tepper said it was a big deal, so I guess it's a big deal, or else he's a liar, which I am. Probably the but latter. it is actually a big deal. I will tell you there are people who will vouch for me that is a big deal. But why is it a big deal? What exactly is going to happen on Monday? We tried to give you a bit of an explainer. Here is how Texas high school football works. UIL realignment here on Texas football today. There is nothing quite like Texas high school football. It's the national sport of Texas. But how the sport is organized is still a mystery to many people. Let's fix that. Dave Campbell's Texas football presents UIL realignment. How Texas high school football works. There are 1,238 public Texas high school football teams, and they are spread out. The northernmost team in the state of Texas is Booker, way up in the panhandle. The southernmost team is Port Isabel, way down on the coast. They are 743 miles apart. They are also of different sizes. The largest school in Texas is Allen, with 6,959 students. The smallest school in Texas with a football team is Dell City. They have 19 students. So how do you make Texas high school football work with all of these variables? That's a job for the UIL. 
The UIL is the University Interscholastic League, the governing body of extracurricular activities in Texas public schools, including Texas high school football. Every two years, the UIL redraws the districts in which Texas high school football teams play. We call this realignment. It all starts in October on Snapshot Day. That's the day that every school turns in their enrollment number, how many students attend their school, to the UIL. The UIL gathers this data, and then it's time to make the first cut, dividing the schools into six roughly even classifications. For example, if your school has more than 2,219 students, your school plays in Class 6A. If your school has between 1,230 and 2,219 students, your school goes to Class 5A. This goes on and on all the way down to Class 1A, which is comprised of schools with fewer than 105 students. So now we have the schools separated into six relatively even classifications, but we're not done with the big chop quite yet. In Class 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A, the UIL then splits those classifications in half into two divisions. They're called Division 1 for the bigger schools and Division 2 for the smaller schools. So let's take Class 4A as an example. Class 4A is comprised of schools with an enrollment between 515 and 1,229. That's a big range. There are 186 of these schools. The midpoint here is 880. There are 93 schools with an enrollment between 880 and 1,229. Those 93 schools will be in 4A Division 1. There are also 93 schools with an enrollment between 515 and 879. Those 93 schools will be in 4A Division 2. So really, we've already divided the schools 11 different ways, but now things get interesting. It's time to divide these teams up into districts based on geography. The logic is pretty simple. You should play teams closest to you that are of comparable size. Easy, right? Yeah, not so much. There are 32 districts in each classification. Districts 1 through 32 in Class 6A, and districts 1 through 16 in each division of Class 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A. Those districts also fall into four regions. Region 1 is the first quarter of the districts, Region 2 is the second quarter of the districts, and so on. Generally speaking, the districts start out west and move clockwise around the state. District 1 usually as far west as possible, like El Paso, then moving its way up through West Texas and into the Panhandle, into North Texas near the DFW Metroplex, down into Central Texas and out to East Texas, down into Southeast Texas near Houston, then over to South Texas near San Antonio, and finishing in the Rio Grande Valley. It's not always like this, but generally it's a pretty good rule of thumb. This is not as easy as it sounds. Between big cities that need to be sorted through and teams that are seemingly on an island, the UIL has some really tough decisions to make. For example, what do you do with a team like San Angelo Central? They're a Class 6A team that could find itself in a district with Wolforth Friendship. That's 168 miles away. And then there are other factors to keep in mind, like school districts that want to keep all of their teams together in the same UIL district, or teams that opt up. That's teams that choose to play in a larger classification. In the end, the UIL tries to make as evenly divided districts of as comparable sized teams 
in as close proximity to one another as possible. That is uh, not easy. When the dust settles, though, we have the shape of Texas high school football for the next two years, especially when it comes to the Texas high school football playoffs. To make the playoffs, you have to finish in the top four in your district or in Class 1A, the top two in your district. Then, to win a state championship, you have to win six playoff games or in Class 1A, five playoff games. And UIL realignment is the roadmap for all 1,238 UIL Texas high school football teams. They will now know the path that they must walk to win a state championship. Every two years, UIL realignment is one of the biggest events on the Texas high school football calendar. And at TexasFootball.com, we can't wait. There it is. How Texas high school football works. A UIL realignment primer. Um, it's weird because, like, like to, it's one of those things that I think maybe because I swim in Texas high school football waters year-round, yeah. I just kind of take for granted of, like, yeah, they're in District 14, 4A Division 2. Of course right. they are. Like, yeah, you know? But, like, that is, like... Greek to a lot of people. Oh, I was, you know what yeah, I mean? like, I mean, when I first started here, obviously, like, I understood basically how it all worked, but yeah, the fact that you could, I could say a team and you could just spit out, like, oh, region two of district, blah, 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 it was like, yeah, oh, man. well, and that's the thing. I got a lot to learn. <laughs> right, and that's the thing, is that, like, when you zoom out from a statewide perspective, you start to realize how these pieces actually fit together, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, it's a really interesting day, and it's a uh, step. Step likes to call it like the dorkiest day of the calendar, which right. is probably true. It's fair. Which is why we're super into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, one thing I will say going into realignment on Monday, and we, we kind of touched on it there. Pay attention. Uh, the, the thing I'll keep hammering home. Obviously, look for what team your what district your team is in, mm-hmm. right? But then look at your by district matchup. Zoom out. Right? Yeah. Zoom out. Look at who you're going to be matching up with in uh, in the first round of the playoffs mm-hmm. and then look at the whole region. Mm-hmm. So if you are in district um, if you're in district 4, look at the entirety of region 1. Right. Okay? Because those are the teams you're going to have to deal with. For example, like take a look at like like it's a big deal what region Allen is going to be in, mm-hmm. right? Because last year they were in region 2. Right. If they go from District Nine to District Eight, that seems like a small thing, but is actually huge because then you would probably have Duncanville and Allen in the same region in six A. That's something to keep an eye on. So if you're again, if you're just coming into Monday and and you just want a, a quick glance at realignment and want to know what's important, look at where your team is. Look at the district next door. So if you are District Two, look at District One, or if you're District Three, look at District Four. Mm-hmm. So your by district matchup, and then uh, look at your whole region because that is going to be your playoff path. Those are the teams you have to deal with. Right. It's it's if you are in four A division two, right? Carthage is dropping down, and you're going, oh no, I'm I'm very worried about it. But if they're in region three and you're in region one, you wouldn't see them till a title game. Right. So it's not that important that they are dropping down. Obviously, it is if you were making to a title game, but uh, you know that is the one thing that I think is is going to be really important is keep an eye on what region your team is in. Uh, one more thing, too, from a co- the comments. Yes. Uh, first off, appreciate everyone's uh, compliments on the that video. Was, uh, that was expertly edited great. by our own Ashley Pickle. Well, they, I think they liked your voice more than anything, if we're mm. being honest. So I had nothing to do with that, but <laughs> thank you. Uh, the second thing, for anyone who is asking for predictions on where real, like or how realignment is 
possibly going to look. Uh, Steph and I both just put the link in the comments, so please go check that out. He spends a lot yeah. of time on that and is definitely the genius when it comes to realignment. So we have mock realignments. Step is usually on track, but there will be two or three things that surprise us on Monday. Uh, so it's a good uh, steps. Mock realignments are if you're look like just a, 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 like probably the best possible guess at what those realignments are going to look like uh, are on TexasFootball.com. They're for insiders only. So become a Dave Campbell Texas Football Insider. And the links are in the comments. There you go. Uh, TexasFootball.com slash realignment for complete coverage of the UIL 2020 UIL realignment. Presented by friends of James Hardy. And um, oh, remember 9:30 Monday for our realignment show. All right, we're text football today. You know that. Whatever. Uh, it's our show. Come here every. I, I say no, I every think you weekday take at noon. As long as pro possible on this read. Every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DCTF Likes on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Camels. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Camels. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. That's a lie because Monday, 9 30 a.m. There you go. <laughs> And now... No, keep doing the read. Like, that's, but I would rather listen to that like 800 times. My distinct pleasure no. to introduce oh, no. a Super Bowl, very special Super Bowl edition of Free Money! I'm so mad that you Free Money! do this. Uh, which is our betting segment. I can just say, usually I say it's our college football picks against the spread. It's just our betting segment. We're going to do a Super Bowl edition because this is the biggest wagering day of the year. Uh, is is Super Bowl Sunday? There's more uh, handle uh, in in Vegas and wherever they take on uh, bets on Sunday than any other day of the year, at least in America. And so, we're going to take a look at a few different things. Uh, first and foremost, I think what's what's interesting uh, is if I may recommend, we, I was trying to book uh, a guest for this segment. Uh, a guy, his name is Rufus Peabody. He's a great follow on Twitter, at Rufus Peabody. And he is the host of one of my very favorite podcasts, which is Bet the Process. If you're unfamiliar with that, he is a, he's a professional sports better, and, but he does not sell his picks. He just does it for his own to make money for himself. Mm -hmm. But he has this great podcast where he explains his process. He's a big analytical dork. I say that as, a, as, a, as respectfully as possible. We weren't able to line it up to, to get him on. We were DMing, but we, we weren't able to get it together. But... Bet the process. They just put out their whole Super Bowl edition uh, of it, and it is fantastic. And you'll get a lot of insights into how what they call sharps are betting. Right? This is a game that the Super Bowl is a unique betting uh, gambling event because there is so much public money. There's so much of Johnny Schmohawk mm -hmm. who wants to come in and bet fifty bucks on the big game uh, that it all adds up and it and and if you're unfamiliar with how betting lines work, the lines move based on where the money is coming from. If right. there's a team, if if there was so much money on the uh, on the Chiefs, then the line would keep going up from where it is right now. So there's a few different things we're going to take a look at here. Uh, but first and foremost, I want to talk about prop bets. All right, prop Super Bowl prop bets are all the rage. Something everybody everybody likes to talk about, and and you can bet on pretty much any, anything. You can literally bet. On the coin flip. Yeah. Uh, well, I just added in another one from one yes. of our comments. Which is? Uh, you'll find out when we get there. Okay. That's fine. So, uh, let's get to a couple of prop bets that I like. I don't know if you guys looked over them, if there's a couple that you guys like. But here's a couple that I like. First and foremost, I think what's important to remember is that because there is so much public money, there's so much Johnny-come-lately coming in and putting in money in here, that you got to think about what 
people like to see in football, Mm -hmm. which is offense. Yeah. Okay? People like to see offense, and as a result, all those offensive numbers tend to go up. So if you are going to place a bet, wait until as late as possible because all the money is going to start coming in tonight when all the tourists get into Vegas, tonight, tomorrow, and then leading up to kickoff on Sunday. That's when all the money is going to come in, and those lines are going to move. So here are three prop bets that I actually do like. One, we are going to fade the heck out of Raheem Mostert. Okay? (laughs) So Mostert? Mostert. Mostert. Raheem Mostert. He's the star running back, or was a star running back, for San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. He had the huge game, more than 200 yards, four touchdowns, blah, 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 right? He was the huge guy. Right now, it's going off at plus 160 that he will not score a touchdown. I love that. I I would absolutely fade him because, first of all, there's a fair chance that Tevin Coleman plays. Mm-hmm. And if Tevin Coleman plays, then his workload is going to be significantly decreased. And the chance of him scoring a touchdown goes way down. Beyond that, I think that you've got to remember that all these guys who are coming into Vegas are going to think, oh, yeah, I know him. He was the guy who starred last year. Of course he's going to score a touchdown. Right. I think those, that number is going to get better and better and better. So I really like fading Raheem Mostert to score a touchdown. That means to bet against him scoring a touchdown, I should say. The other one I like fading, I love him to death. He's our good Texas high school football friend, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas football cover boy. But Patrick Mahomes passing yards, I want to fade that. Okay, right now the over under and it, it hasn't moved a ton, but three hundred and five point five passing yards, it, uh, total for him. I am going to take the under on that one. Uh, I think that a, I think this is the best defense he's faced in the postseason this year, mm-hmm. in 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 uh, in San Francisco. And b, I also think that number is going to climb. Mm-hmm. I think that number may end up settling around three twenty. And there's going to be a lot of money because people know Patrick Mahomes. They know he throws for a ton of yards. They're going to say, of course he's going to throw for more than 305 yards. Of course, of course, of course. That number's going to keep on climbing. I like the under on that one because I think there's a value there. I would like the under on that one. And finally, this is my weird one. Will any San Francisco punt? Oh, I'm sorry. I sent you the wrong one. I'm at Kansas City. Will any Kansas City punt? Oh, man. Sorry. My bad. Will any Kansas City punt result in a touchback? Okay. Will any Kansas City punt result in a touchback? Right now, it's going off at plus 250. This is probably not going to move a whole lot because uh, a lot of people, not a lot of people are going to, to, to bet on this. Will any Kansas City punt result in a touchback? I think the answer is yes. I'm going to go with yes for a couple of reasons. One, Dustin Colquitt is hitting at about his touchback uh, uh, is uh, 6.3%. 6.3%. That's... Kind of bottom third of the league, okay? He does tend to put in the end zone more than other punters. The other thing is, if you believe that this is going to be a lower scoring game, then you've got to feel like Andy Reid is probably going to challenge the San Francisco offense, which is not a huge play offense, right? Challenge them and try to set them up on, 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 with long fields. So I feel like they're going to, there will be one or two times that they end up punting at or near the 50, which is going to set up a possibility for Dustin Colquitt to put one in the back of the end, through the back of the end zone. I'm going to take Kansas. Uh, can't, will Kansas City punt result in a touchback? I'm going to say yes. Right now it's going off plus 250. I think there's decent value there. I like that. There was one I was listening, when I was listening to Bet the Process, one of the ones that Rufus Peabody likes, is uh, under the total, like the, the longest gross punt uh, <laughs> of the year. I'm telling you, you guys can bet on anything. 
So, uh, are there any prop bets that you t- took a look at that you liked? Uh, I'm not really a betting guy, so like 90% of what you said, I do not know. Um, so, <laughs> that's why we bring you in on this. I'm going to go. Those, uh, there's always the national anthem bet. How national long? anthem bet. Over under that two minutes. That was the one that we, uh, yeah, that was the one that Aaron Flynn brought up that I, I just added in. Will it go over under on national anthem going? I will say over because it's Demi Lovato. Oh, it's Demi Lovato. Uh, yeah, She's very extra. So. Yeah. She's I'll very say extra. I'll say over on that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's minus two twenty. Or yeah, it's minus two twenty right now. So two for, and a half minutes. Yeah. Oh, for for it's sorry, over over two. It's two minutes. It's two, two minutes. Over okay. under two minutes. It's two minutes, and it's minus two twenty for over. So so over is favored. Right. Yeah, I think I like that too. Yeah. I think she's. I think she's gonna. And so I imagine well, it's when the, the first because the other thing they're gonna do. Well, they also the, have the final length of the uh, the length of of brave. Oh, br- five. <laughs> It's set at five and a half seconds. Oh, five and a half seconds. And it's uh, over is well, minus 155. Who's so the halftime show again? J-Lo? Uh, J- uh, Jennifer Shakira Lopez and, and Shakira. J-Lo. Oh, I like Shakira. Yeah. Big fan. Um, you know, you know the Miami flavor of uh, a Colombian and a person from New York. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> that, that was their that Well, was their because argument. when I think of Miami music, I can't think of anybody. No, I Jenny from the no, block. Mr. Sure, that's right. what you think. The right. block is in... Miami, right, right, right Mr. Totally. 305. Sure. I'm really impressed. In, it's like I'm really I, surprised that Pitbull is not going to oh, be in there. Oh, he's showing. Oh, he showed up. He's got, that is up. a right now. To. If you can get odds on that, Mr. 305. Like, I, there's no. Way that's that he a lock. Can. Also, oh, I'm sure that they have J Lo and Pitbull have songs together. At least one of them. Why do they have Will Smith do it? I don't know. It's he the had the song Miami. Sing the whole album. We're still in the Willennium. We are in the Willennium. We will be for the next. Pitbull will be there. I'm putting that down now. They have a which gets me which songs they will sing first. Interesting. So for both Jayla and Shakira. Shakira, it's got to be "Hips Don't Lie," right? No, well, I mean, no. First song, it's uh, it's She Wolf, and then anything else. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that's the first one. No, I don't think She Wolf's coming off the top. Uh Oh no, we'll see. It's all gonna be. This is gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Number of wardrobe changes for Jayla. Oh, that's two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. So they're so they're saying, will she change six, close three times? Do you? I don't know. I feel like yeah. man, <laughs> it's only going to be like a twelve-minute show, right? Yeah, yeah, but she's big on having kind of like a coat type of thing on. Does and that then, count? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, does that count? That would be my question. So. And then taking that off to yeah. whatever else she's wearing. Was there a prop that you liked, Ashley? I did. I liked um, the over under on the number of sacks in the game. It's at four point five right now, and I think I like that just because. Like, obviously, we're so focused on both of these Mm -hmm. quarterbacks being absolute studs that a whole lot of people, like, we're not expecting a whole lot of defense in this game. But, like, yeah. I think, uh, no, I I like, well, especially you look at the defensive line for San Francisco. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they could get three pretty easily. Sure. And then all you're asking for is is for Kansas City to get two. There was a couple that uh, had, which player gets the first solo sack. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, honestly, it's a weird one. I think, I want to say Chris Jones was actually... The favorite, yeah. Wow, which is really interesting. Hmm. Bo- Bosa's third, and then Buckner is That'd be a little one, bit of value two, there. Three, I would four, say five, six. Yeah. Okay. Um, two I love chi- two Chiefs are first actually in the in that bet. So that's I love, interesting. I love prop bets. Yeah. I love um, like all of them. You can. It's just it's it's so good. It's <laughs> just the dumbest thing. But uh, you know, again, wait until for all these things for everything we're talking about. Wait until. Uh, Sunday to do it to get the best numbers unless you want to bet with the public which would be like brooding for points so those are the ones that I like I like yeah. the I like the over on the sacks too yeah I thought it was like I said I think that we're so focused on those two quarterbacks mm-hmm. too like it's gonna when sacks happen to both of them it's going to be 
big yeah. momentum shifts in the game. Uh, I didn't think so. Okay, so there are two other things we want to get to. Uh, let's start with the over-under on the game. Sure. So the over-under on the game right now is set at, what do we set at? 54 it, and 54 a half. 54 and a half. So to spoil the other one, Kansas City is presently a one-point favorite. And so they, that means that Vegas is – let me do some quick math in my head. This is very dangerous to do. Uh, but this, they're basically predicting like a 28-27 game, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's about what they're predicting. They're predicting a 28-27 or 27-26 Kansas City win. That's what the, the market has right now. I think this is going under. I think this is going to be a relatively low-scoring game, and specifically – if San Francisco is able to get up, they're going to run, 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 right? Yeah. They're going to take the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. And put it in Jeffrey Wilson's, the mean green grade. <laughs> He's right. one of them. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go Jeffrey Wilson. Jay Willow. Yeah. We love him. <laughs> um, I would say I, would li- I like the under there. I think that it's – I think it's – I'm going to go under 54 and a half. I mm-hmm. think there's there, – but again – that number is going to rise because there are going to be people who want to bet on points because betting the over is fun. Right. Betting the over is a lot of fun. Uh, I would say that you would go uh, under on that one. Maybe. I'd say under as well. Yeah. I mean, like, I th- I mean, I think the – so I think the Niners could win this, like, a 34-14. to 14. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the Chiefs could win this 34-14. to 14. Like, I feel – I don't know. I don't see this game getting above – both teams scoring thirty. Like yeah. I, ju- I just really. I think don't. that's that's yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, basically, you're saying is one if, if it's a blowout. Throw for four hundred yards and the Chiefs score twenty eight points. Yeah, absolutely, totally, like, totally. And then the 49ers score twenty. Right. You know, like I, I don't know. Absolutely. I'll take the over just to. I like you know, it. If it happens, Root for then points. I can. I can say. Life's too short to huh. bet the under, right? Huh. But exactly. I'm saying bet exactly. The under. <laughs> bet the under. No, go with the Ashley Pickle method and just go for it. Yeah. Let me see. I'm trying to think of how many times. You remember line last line. year at halftime, it was what, 3-3? Something like that, yeah. It was 3-3 like into, or in, there was not a touchdown until like late in the third quarter. Right. Oh, if I remember, by the way, that was a huge, that was a, that was a huge, like if you bet there will not be a first half touchdown, mm-hmm. that was like a big winner if you hit it last year because that never happens. Right. The other one I remember of like a prop bet that was like people were going crazy for. Do you remember... It was not against the Eagles, but the one before the what was the Super Bowl before that that the Patriots lost? Oh. Uh, they, they lost to somebody else in the in the Super Bowl. But I remember years before oh, the Giants. The Giants. Yeah. yeah. The first play of the game, Tom Brady gets called for a safety because he committed pass or he committed uh, intentional no grounding, grounding by throwing. Was it first? Was that the first play? It was at least first possession. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Okay. I right, because he just chucked it down. Play. He just yeah. chucked, chucked it down, down the field, like you know, just basically throwing away. But there was right. no receiver in the in the area. The whole was, house was, was so pumped when that happened. Safety, we just laughed because <laughs> and that was the first safety in Super Bowl history. Yep. And so, mm-hmm. like the, the like the odds on will there be a safety in the game was like crazy. Right. All right. Finally, there's one last one, and that is uh, the game, which is it's Kansas City. It is uh, it is the San Francisco 49ers. Kansas City, is, this came out as a pick'em to start it. It has now moved to Kansas City minus one, which is fundamentally a pick'em, mm-hmm. right? Unless you like, if you take San Francisco and they lose by one, you can push. But this is basically a pick'em game. As much as I love Patrick Mahomes, I'm going with the San Francisco defense. Okay. I think the San Francisco defense is the, uh, the force in this game. I think that they are going to be able to pressure Mahomes, and they're going to be able to... Um, take that offense, and more importantly, take the offense a little bit out, out of sync, mm-hmm. 
get a little bit of a lead, and then bleed that clock from there. Mm-hmm. I like I like San Francisco something like 27-24. Uh, so that's, that's where I'm leaning towards right now. I like, I like a lower-scoring game mm-hmm. uh, that favors San Francisco. I like the 49ers uh, to win something like 27-24. So I'm taking San Francisco plus one. Uh, give me KC um, because... Oh jeez! Because mainly because the 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 Chiefs' defense is better and different without with Chris Jones, mm-hmm. um, plug in the middle. I mean, they were one of the worst rush defenses in the regular season. Um, but Chris Jones and Frank Clark there. Clark's been incredible in the playoffs, right? And so here's the here's the other thing: if they can neutralize, I won't say shut down, but if they can neutralize that ground game of San Francisco, that what the Chiefs do do very well is they defend the pass. Yeah, I believe they are. Number three or number they're top ten. Let me see. I have it right here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. They have, they're number six in passing DVOA. Um, yeah. So give me. I don't know. And then obviously on the other side of the ball, man. As much as San Francisco matches up so well against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. like with the ability to pass rush just by bringing four, mm-hmm. um, dropping eight in the coverage, and having Richard Sherman basically shut down an entire side. I don't know. You should believe in Patty, I Patty just, Ice. I, yes, like, he, the thing is, like, he just finds every single seam. Yep. Every single crease in, in, in of opening. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to whether or not they can put, pres- put pressure on Mahomes. If, if, they can, I mean? if they can get pressure on Mahomes with four. And also, like, I mean, we saw Richard Sherman get beat a couple times last week, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he's, I, not, I, he's not impenetrable. He's not impenetrable. Travis he's not in this prime. Weapon. Right. And so, yeah, give me Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I think something like thirty-one, fourteen. Ooh, okay. So yeah, I like there it. is nothing more that I would love to see than my boy Jay will get a ring, and I love Jimmy G too. But I don't see. I I think Kansas City. You're going it. Kansas City. Yeah. I, I I just I don't know. Okay, that's I fine. think they've just been an unbelievable team all year. Well, there you go. Hard to it's hard to choose against them. And that is for the 2019-20 football season, the final edition of Free Money. Thank God. <laughs> and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite, second final thoughts. May I hold on before we get to that? Oh man, we have a step bomb. We do. Did yeah. you see oh, this? Yeah. They were in the comments. Yes, everyone saw. Uh, we have breaking news that uh, New Caney has made a hire, and they have hired a state champion head coach, Travis Reeve, the head coach from Quero. He is leaving the Gobblers to head over to New Caney. Quero is open. Uh, obviously, an impressive, an impressive hire for there for New Caney. Whenever you can get a guy who has won a state championship. Uh, that's pretty big doings there for New Caney. They hire Quero coach Travis Reeve. Uh, Quero is now open in a pretty high-profile for a job down there. Okay, Ashley, final thoughts. Yes. Um, first off, since I haven't been able to say this in a while, Daniel Agnew commented, final thoughts is the best segment. Sorry, Tup, which, you know, you'll love to hear it. Um, and then after that, we talked about this a little bit, obviously, in the pre-show, but uh, – Neilan Donnelly asked, hey, Greg, what is your go-to snack for the Super Bowl? I mean, it's hard to go against, like, wings. Wings, queso. Like, mm. there's the there's the classics. Staples. Uh, the staples. Um, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big <laughs> fan of uh, pigs in a blanket. I, I, I like finger okay. foods. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what I need are things that are not messy. And the problem with wings and the problem with queso is that they can tend to be messy. Pigs a blanket, self-contained. Mm-hmm. Pretty darn good. I would like that. Uh, my wife also makes buffalo chicken oh, yeah. dip, oh, which okay. is very good. Mm. Uh, yeah, those would be my my go-tos. What are, what are you going to be? you just going to make a sandwich? Chips. I mean, chips and dip, yeah. basically. Um, I mean, that's the go-to. Um, I'm not really a particular type of per- – like, I like the 
what people think of wings, pizza, yeah. all that stuff. Like, I'm not really a particular, like, this is what I definitely yeah. need to have, so. Uh, yeah, I would say. Uh, it, apparently, do people, like, pizza's a big thing for Someone just bowl? commented that. Yeah. yeah, people do a lot of I pizza. Think, mm-hmm. I think I, when you get, obviously, like, a household full of people, yeah. that's, like, I feel like that's more of a subs- like sustainable thing that people can, like, actually You eat. can order a lot of you it. You can order a lot of it, and it'll actually fill people up if you, you know, don't yeah. want just stuff. Mine is, I've said this multiple times, but jalapeno poppers are mm. one of my all-time mm. favorite things in the world. I love that. Very solid. Also, shout out to uh, Pat Doney from NBC5. Yeah. He had, there was a couple of years ago where he started talking about his dad always made Doney dip. And no, I saw this it, on Twitter. Yeah, we made it one year, and it was phenomenal. I can't remember exactly what was it. It was some sort of chili and cheese type of uh, thing that you would dip, like, Fritos into. Uh, but the first time I ever met Pat, I just went up to him, and I said, hey, wanted to let you know, Doni dip is phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, look up Pat Doni. I'm sure he will just tweet him. He'll he'll tell you exactly what's in it. It's really good. All right, I tweeted him. We'll see if Pat Doni replies. Uh, do we have a winner for the sticker? We sure, sure boop, boop. Oh, no. We sure do. It is Aaron Arbuckle. Yay! With the correct answer Which, of... Uh, the, the question was, in the pre-show, to win the sticker, it was, who was the last Texas high school football product to win Super Bowl MVP? Um, and there's been a, actually a run on them recently. Mm-hmm. Because you go back to when the Saints won the Super Bowl. Drew Brees won, the, won MVP. You go back to when the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Von mm-hmm. Miller was the defensive MVP. But the answer, two years ago... Nick Foles. Yeah. Nick Foles, the Austin Westlake product. An eagle. Um, yeah, I hate to see it. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is the – he was a Super Bowl MVP a couple of years ago, and so that is the answer. Congratulations to Aaron Arbuckle. We will get you your sticker ASAP. Uh, remember, tomorrow, Football Movie of the Month, we are reviewing Friday Night Lights the Movie. We all pretty much liked it, but we all also have a couple of small rants. It's going to be a lot of fun. So tune in tomorrow for that, and then Monday – the realignment special live from Birdville, 9.30 a.m. Be here or be square. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for a football movie of the month on Texas Football Today.